Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Every day we break down breaking AI news stories and explain their implications in your life and in business. We just launched our AI Creators Discord community. If you're looking for a really kind of hands-on and innovative place to talk to other people making amazing things in AI, you need to join this community. Obviously, it's a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share prompts and software and tools that we're using to create really interesting use cases. We'd love to have you join and become part of the community. If you don't use Discord, there's also always the Facebook group. I'll link both of those down in the description. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how popular video conferencing software Zoom is landing itself in a bit of hot water over what it is currently doing with its data in relation to artificial intelligence. So without further ado, let's jump into it. So essentially, the headline here is that Zoom is facing a bunch of new criticism over its privacy policies. This has been criticized a lot lately, um, but essentially this time it's related to a clause that allows the video conferencing platform to use customer data to train AI models. And they're doing this without an opt out, which a lot of people are obviously concerned about, right? Like a lot of people, when they find out their data is about to be used, uh, ingested by AI models, they would just, you know, simply like to say, no, thank you. I don't want this. And it appears the only way to opt out of this is to switch over to a different uh, video conferencing platform like Google Meet or something else. Um, and, you know, that's left to be said. People have to scour through their privacy policy to see uh, what Google Meet plans on doing it with, you know, everything in AI that Google is doing. So this whole controversy began uh, when a March 2023 update to Zoom's terms and conditions was highlighted for essentially uh, allowing Zoom expansive rights to usage. Um, so, you know, this, the product they said was going to be used for analytics or for any purpose, including trading its AI. So, we got a lot of backlash pushback on social media over its lack of, uh, you know, control that users have on how their data and their video calls are being used. Um, but on closer inspection, some users actually suggested the no opt out applied only to non-content data Zoom generates from usage. So not necessarily your private meeting contents. Um, but, you know, still a lot of people are uncomfortable with Zoom repurposing their information to develop AI that could automate their role, right? If you're if you're doing something on Zoom, um, a lot of people are concerned that the AI is just going to replace whatever they're doing and essentially they're giving over the, the data the way they do that for free. So the key clause in Zoom's terms allow it extensive uses rights of all non-content data. However, a bolded line actually emphasizes content is still required for audio, video, or chat uh, customer content in AI training. So this implies that Zoom is treating um, consent as delegatable um, and essentially to the account admins uh, that can, quote, provide consent on behalf of all users. Now, that is where a lot of people are a little bit concerned, right? They're saying, you know, you don't get a you don't get an opt out if it's non content, but essentially they're saying that their own um, account admins can provide consent on behalf of all users. And so really, 
they're saying there's no opt-out for anything, including your video content. Um, and it's kind of just a sneaky way of doing that, which a lot of people are not happy about. So EU law actually requires per individual consent um, if claimed as a legal basis for data processing. So the e-privacy directive also mandates confidentiality of electronic communications without consent. So in response to the whole uproar and the controversy, Zoom updated its terms to, you know, confirm that no customer content will train AI without consent. But its blog post gives some mixed signals on this, again, really uh, concerning a lot of people. Um, essentially, their blog post is, you know, depicting account admin menus as, quote, providing consent, while participants merely get, quote, notice if AI meeting summaries are enabled. And so the, the whole, you know, notice, I think, is a pop-up informing participants that account owners um, allowed their input to train Zoom's AI. And the two options are got it or leave meeting. So it really doesn't give, you know, it, like it really forces um, someone in the meeting to accept the AI data sharing or essentially just withdraw from the meeting, like use it and have it added to the AI corpus or withdraw from the meeting. Those are your two options. And essentially, you know, go find a different video platform. So if Zoom is claiming consent as its legal basis in the EU, I think this notice uh, process likely fails requirements like informed, specific, freely given consent with no nudging pre-selections. Um, telling users, you know, you're free to leave doesn't equally uh, free doesn't really equal freely given consent to process personal data. So Zoom avoids directly, you know, confirming its legal basis, but reiterates participants can leave meetings if unhappy with AI data sharing. Um, so essentially they're saying it's, it is how it is and, you know, you got to just not use the platform. So under EU law, that does not constitute valid consent. Even the admin consent process looks problematic with, you know, pre-checked data sharing boxes. Administrators have to like they have to actually notice an unchecked to opt out of right this isn't something that you can opt into this is something that the admins of the meeting have to figure out how to go and opt out of so according to one legal view zoom essentially is relying not on consent but on performance of contract so that's applying u.s law notions of data ownership um, however eu law recognizes metadata as personal data requiring proper consent and this makes a lot of sense right included in your metadata could be you know, the GPS location where a photo was taken um, or a lot of other highly sensitive uh, content. And so with higher bars for sensitive data in the EU, this could potentially become problematic because and, uh, in, you know, in light of this, Zoom's communication also suggests it believes that metadata needs no consent. So another area where, you know, there is an issue. So with video and audio content also considered personal data, Zoom likely needs explicit opt-in consent from users for data to train its AI offerings in the EU. And merely, you know, noticing participants, uh, I think, really falls short of this. So without a main EU establishment, Zoom faces, you know, full scrutiny on data practices by any of the block's regulators. Um, and I think that while Zoom may hope that some of the oversight is kind of lax um, and, you know, lets it drive the new AI uh, tools that they're trying to create, I think the substantial GDPR fines and additions of e-privacy duties along most places in the EU are really going to uh, be painful for them. So for a company feeling pressure to keep you know pace with generative AI, ignoring regional safeguards is a high-risk legal strategy. Um, and here's a few other points about this whole 
Zoom situation that I thought might be uh, relevant. So number one, Zoom's privacy policy controversy comes just a few years after a previous FTC settlement over misleading claims about encryption and security. Um, and that's, you know, had repeated privacy issues. These, these sort of repeated privacy issues, I believe, may actually hurt consumers and also regulator trust. So the other thing to bring up, I think, is that details are still kind of unclear about exactly what types of data Zoom is using its AI in uh, for its AI systems. So metadata only um, or, you know, also some meeting content. So its communications have also been vague on that. EU, here's one other thing also that I think to take to note is that EU regulators recently required OpenAI to offer opt-out for ChatGPT data processing. So, you know, though for chatbots, consent may be the only legal basis, I think this suggests EU authorities see limits to using data for AI training. Um, one other thing to bring up is that with video and voice data um, considered highly sensitive, EU DPAs may take a strict view that Zoom needs opt-in consent for its meeting summaries or transcription AI. Um, and then the other thing is just the fact that Zoom is, you know, it's a non-EU company. And so Zoom risks enforcement by any of the bloc's regulators, unlike big tech firms with the lead authority like Ireland's DPA. Um, and so I think that is just more exposure. Um, it, all in all, I think, you know, while trying to re really quickly match AI competition, Zoom could draw some pretty swift regulatory action in the EU if it handles consent carelessly or if it doesn't. Uh, tightly limit data usage to just what's needed for core services. And I definitely think clearer communication and controls is going to help Zoom to avoid this whole privacy uh, storm in the future. So this is going to be a very interesting area to watch, not just for Zoom, but for other companies trying to do similar things in the future. Definitely something I'll keep you updated on. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate us wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure to check out our Discord channel and Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can share software tools and prompts we're using in AI every day. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.